Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Wednesday show. We've got a great guest this week. We got Jay Keyless with us from Active Campaign. We're going to be talking about all things email and automa- and automate automization <laughs> of your marketing. I stumbled there, folks. I've been struggling with it for three years. Ah, yeah. <laughs> um, Jay, would you like to give the audience a quick bio what you do at Active Campaign? Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you again for having me. So, um, as Jonathan said, my name is Jay. I've, I've been working here at Active Campaign now for uh, going on three years. Actually, next week will be my three-year anniversary, so coming up on that. Um, worked primarily in a direct sales role with uh, Active Campaign customers, um, and as of October, I've been working uh, exclusively with our channel partners, so marketing agencies, marketing consultants, helping them uh, grow not only their customers' businesses through marketing automation, but also growing their own businesses. Oh, great. Thanks, Jay. And I've got my co-host with us. She's at a remote location. <laughs> she's, she's, she's been unleashed. Um, Kim, um, <laughs> sorry. Kim, would you like to introduce yourself quickly to the audience? Absolutely. I'm Kim Schibler. I'm a communi- communication strategist and instructional design consultant and part-time host here or co-host at WP Tonic Podcast. And thank you for doing that, Kim. And I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We're a support maintenance company. We only support WordPress and we have a speciality with membership and learning management systems. That's what we love to help and support. And before we go into this interview, I just want to quickly um, give a shout out to our major sponsor of the show and their sponsorship is much appreciated. That's Kinster Hosting. And Kinster actually hosts the WP Tonic website and some of my clients' websites as well. They're big enough to have all the technology and support systems that you love, staging site, fantastic UX design of their dashboard, great staff that really know what they're talking about but they're small small enough to still care. Um, So if you're looking for a specialized WordPress um, support partner for your hosting, go to the WP Tonic website. There's loads of links and banners on the site. And we also got some articles about Kinster themselves. Um, They are affiliate links. So if you use one of those for yourself or for your clients, you will be helping the show as well. Can't speak more highly of Kinster. Now, straight into the interview. So, um, Jay, marketing automation is a, a big subject, but also a scary subject. Uh, um, got any insights or any remarks about how do people, when they, you know, I use Active Campaign myself, I think you're a great company. Um, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to. Um, to come on the show really because I, it's something I use myself um, and you've done a great job with the amount of functionality in the interface but it's still a little bit daunting when you first open that active sure. campaign account. Got any insights how you deal with that and what you should concentrate initially on? Yeah absolutely and uh, I think that's a good question and and to your point marketing automation is uh, 
is a is a buzzword that's growing in popularity and it's a it can be daunting and scary uh, for a lot of people but I think when starting your marketing automation experience uh, many of our customers will trans uh, or come to us from um, a traditional email newsletter platform without naming any names um, where they're sending you know monthly blasts weekly blasts etc um, and I think the thing to think about in marketing automation is you kind of have to put your customer hat on and figure out um, what is the journey that I, as a customer with my own brand, would like to experience and kind of build out those experiences for them. So when you're first thinking about your, your first kind of foray into automation, um, keeping the customer journey in mind from top to bottom, from their first interaction with your brand to later interactions with your brand is, is really the best way to think about it. Now, much of that constitutes communication and then Act Campaign does that well with email and SMS and uh, even on-site messaging and, and targeting people via Facebook custom audiences. But um, Marketing automation, or mar- I, I prefer to refer to it as, as automation uh, because I think there's so much more that can be done with an automation platform outside of just communication. Um, it's a really great tool for tracking what your users and or um, clients are doing um, on your website or you know, different attributes. But when, when first starting, um, I, I think the, the key thing to think about is how do I want pe- people to engage with my brand when they first engage with me? Um, and what are ways that I can get them to come back to engage with me? Yeah, I think that's a great over overview um you used a few buzzwords there like text messaging SMS, and a few others got any insight about working with your clients about any kind of small case study or things that have stuck in your mind lately that people have been using active campaign that that's a, a getting started kind of first few steps that has been effective for got any comes to mind? Yeah, so I, I would say the most common uh, first implementation of an automation software is always your autoresponder series. So what I like to tell clients is having content ready for new subscribers is incredibly important because there's there's no point in their time as a subscriber of yours where they're more interested when they, than when they first subscribe. That's their optimal level of interest in your content and your brand and your products. So making sure that just like if you were hosting a party, you would want to make sure that you have hors d'oeuvres ready and drinks and, and things to get people excited about the party that you're having um, and prep them for the dinner that you're about to have. Um, you should have an autoresponder series prepared for your new subscribers when they get there. Now that can be anywhere from three emails to 14 emails, depending on how uh, how much content you already have in your um, in, on your blog or, or prepared to go. But when getting started, the most important thing is to have something ready for when a new subscriber comes in to give them some insight into who you are, how often they should expect to hear from you, what sort of content they should expect. Um, and I also like the um, featuring popular blog posts. Now that can change as your content strategy um, uh, adjusts or, or evolves. But uh, having something ready from the get-go is crucially, crucially important to to starting in marketing automation. And one of the things I like about your company is that you're approachable as well. You know, if you're having some trouble, you you will do some face-to-face training with people, won't you? Yeah, absolutely. We have a lot of different opportunities to engage with our support staff, with our uh, success team, with our sales team. Um, A lot of different touch points here at ActiveCampaign. Um, whether you're a direct customer or if you're a uh, an agency partner or a reseller of of Act Campaign as well. Oh, that's great, Kim. Got any questions for us, Kim? I do. With um, you know, online marketing and, and email marketing in particular has become so competitive. We know that you recommend that they have a good series 
Do you have any recommendations for what that lead magnet should be? Because just give me your email and I'll put you on my newsletter. Doesn't seem to be working so much anymore. Yeah, and I'd like to get rid of the word <laughs> newsletter forever, if possible. If we can, <laughs> as, a, as a conglomerate, just get rid of and expunge the word newsletter, I'd really like to do that. Um, frankly, I think a lead magnet really depends on the market and the industry that you're in. Um, in some cases, um, in like the B2B space, a report is always a really good lead magnet. Some sort of like top 10 list. People, we're, we live in the BuzzFeed world, so people <laughs> love their top 10 list, their top five this, their top 15 that. Um, so some sort of report or a step-by-step guide um, or even like, a um, teaser video series can always be a really, really good lead magnet. I think video as a medium um, is something that is starting to grow in popularity uh, amongst digital marketers as a way to build some brand loyalty. You have a face and a voice to the, to your brand and to your product, but it's a way to uh, very easily um, explain the message of, of what they should expect to gain from subscribing to your list uh, and the promise of more. So, you know, having a lead magnet with a quick video for, you know, tips and tricks of maybe three further videos that maybe if you're a membership site or you have like an online learning uh, um, uh, class or, or a course that you're teaching, it's a way to give a little taste, um, going back to that appetizer analogy of a little taste of what to expect, you know, with the, uh, with the main course. Uh, I think that's great. Um, what do you reckon, Kim? Oh, I love that. And um, I, I like your, I, I'm a foodie, so I love your food <laughs> analogies. That's always going to work for me. Um, what do you think of the, we want to pull them in. I love what you talked about. I love to get rid of the newsletter. At what point as we pull them in, you mentioned that no other time are they more interested in getting information for us. Are we too soon now to start talking about a, sale? Where do we want to fit that into this process? Sure. Um, so I'm, I don't know for any of the viewers or listeners, if, if, uh, if you all are familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk as, a, as a, mm-hmm. a digital marketing specialist, I'm a big fan of the jab, 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 right hook approach. At least that mentality of give value first. Um, before you ask something for something in return. So when looking at an email sequence, the lead magnet in itself is of value. It's at least of perceived value, whether it's a paid item or a free item, it is of value to that subscriber. That's why they subscribed in the first place. Those first couple of communications or touch points that you have with your client should always come from the point of value. Here's the piece that you requested via the lead magnet. Here's another thing that adds on to that. Um, and from a marketing automation standpoint, that's a really good way to take a general audience member and then segment them based on what they're engaging with. So providing them with a couple different links of subject matter or different products that you offer or services that you offer is a way for you to then say, okay, well, Jonathan clicked on this link, so I'm going to put him in this class. Uh, whereas Jay clicked on this link and I'm going to put him in this class. So um, providing value upfront and then using that engagement to then dictate who is more actively interested versus passively interested. When you can determine who is actively interested and engage it, engage with your content, that's when it's time to strike. I think the, the best approach is always give value, things that they care about, helpful hints, tips, um, before you actually ask for the sale. And the thing is, when someone gives first, um, the amount of, of Kickstarter campaigns out there and like Patreon accounts for podcasters where their listeners are getting value out of listening or absorbing their content, um, you get to a point when you give so much value that people want to give you their money. Yeah, I understand it. Has there been any kind of campaigns that you've seen recently on websites? You know, you're a millennial. Um, you've been exposed to this world from a very early age in a way. 
um, much earlier than me. Uh, um, um, has there been any campaigns that, you know, talking that's kind of either talking to your client base or outside work and you've, you know, you, you've seen a campaign that's caught your eye actually, Jay, that you thought that was doing it really well? Yeah, so I actually recently subscribed to uh, a newsletter of uh, Jason Swank. So Jason Swank has uh, a podcast and a blog. He works with digital marketing agencies on how to grow their agencies. So he pretty much is, he's he sold a, a bunch of agencies, um, grown like three, seven figure uh, marketing agencies. And his whole shtick is to help marketing agencies grow. So I recently subscribed to his newsletter so that I could then learn how to give advice to my clients. Um, and one of the things that he does that's really interesting is, um, he has a three video series similar to the one that I was describing that gives a taste of his larger product. So it's kind of a, uh, in the digital marketer world, they call it a tripwire. So it's, it's, it's a small little taste of something um, where it's three videos that give you value. And even if you just walked away with those three videos, it, it is valuable for you as a marketing agency, but it gives you a taste of something more. One of the things that he's really, uh, that he does interestingly that I notice, and as somebody who lives in this world, I appreciate it is He's very upfront about the fact that he's tracking you and not in a, and not in like a big brother 1984 way, but in a way that says, I saw that you clicked on the link for this course. That is the larger course that I'm selling. What's holding you back? Please reply to this email. I'd love to engage with you. And that's something that I think one from an email deliverability standpoint, replies from your contacts are huge. If you can ask for engagement within the first couple of emails, um, that is going to amplify your deliverability of emails into their inbox in the first place. But two, it gets people talking to you as a business. Um, and if you can be human in your content, the way that Jason has done, uh, I think it's a really interesting approach um, to really just um, handle the objection up front and say, hey, I know things like this can be scary. Please reply to me. I want to understand what's the holdup or why you feel like you're not ready for this class now to see if maybe you know we can come up to, uh, come to a, a mutual agreement of some sort. It's, it's, an, it's an interesting approach that I've seen um, just really just facing up to what automation is. Yeah, I think... I think you've touched something there that's really very insightful, Jay, is that automization like this is a, a way of seeing in a way of removing yourselves, you know, which, but it isn't. What it should be is it should be a way that allows you then to focus on the people that's really interested in your product and service and then offer them a, a much more custom human touch. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a great way, and I think that was a great insight. Um, we're going to go for our break, folks. We'll be back in a few moments. We're going to have a real... Um, in, I'm trying to find a food um, <laughs> allergy for this discussion. I've failed, but we're going to have a real binge. Well, that's it. We're going to have a real binge <laughs> on our... Um, all, Marketing optimization. When we come back, folks, we'll be back in a few moments. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. We've had a feast 
of information. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to dare stuff ourselves completely. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, um, Active Campaign, um, so you're in a very competitive sector. Um, I would imagine all your competitors are looking at what you're doing and that. But um, how do you think this is how the whole sector is going? Do you see any kind of trends in the next year about how the sector in total is going with automation? Sure. So the biggest trend that I'm seeing with not only ourselves here at Act Campaign, but a lot of the other platforms is um, stepping even more outside of email um, as a means of communication. It, it really is a crowded channel. Um, I, I can't, I can't even think and fathom how many newsletters I'm subscribed to um, or how many email lists that I'm on. Um, and it's the ones that have the best content that I'm going to gravitate towards. But the thing is, when, when it comes to content engagement, everything's about behavior. So whether you're listening to podcasts or you're opening emails or, or you're engaging with a, a social media account of a brand that you do business with, um, we, we all fall into behavior. So one of the things that's becoming a trend in, in automation as a whole is, is separating the different touch points through a lot of different means of communication. So some of the things that we've done here at Active Campaign is to focus on not only email as a means of communication, but also SMS technology, um, on-site technology. So actually popping up a call to action on your website um, where people can engage. And, and at that point, you know, the barrier to entry is so much lower than it would be via an email. Um, so once they're on your website, capturing that um, attention and, and making sure that we give them a, a compelling call to action. Uh, and we've also recently added a Facebook custom audiences integration as well. So now we can engage with them via email, retarget them via social, retarget them on your website. Um, and that's, that's really where the trend is going. In the long term, we want to make that on-site message a little bit more conversational, but, but really uh, across the board, maintaining touch points in a lot of different ways. And, and even more so uh, on the Facebook side of things, um, chatbots are growing incredibly in terms of, of popularity right now uh, because it is a way to humanize the initial touch points of the initial communication um, while still getting that information, adding them to your list and putting them into, you know, your, your world of content. And I think as far as like a channel that's growing in popularity that I think will continue to soar after some of the other Facebook stuff dies down or, or is resolved uh, will definitely be the, the chatbots as a means of communication. Yeah, my only comment with that is um, I interviewed Rand Fishkin um, last week. Um, we had a great discussion and it's been published on Friday on iTunes. And he said that he's, he said he saw more of a trend. Um, if you don't know listeners, Rand um, is quite famous in SEO and Run was the CEO of Moss, uh, a very well-known um, um, tool provide software tools around SEO, um, but he was saying that um, he saw that software companies were specialising on one thing hmm. and one thing only, and trying to be best in that one thing. Sure, sure. And I, but I said, well, I've seen other companies do the opposite, and you're one of the companies, um, so you seem to be providing a, a suite of tools. Yeah. Um, have you got any, do you, in, when you're having these discussions internally, do you ever have any fears that you're becoming, um, offering this great value that you're, you're becoming defocused? So, and I guess to the point that, that Rand made, um, 
I think he's absolutely right. And we do take that approach internally here at Act Campaign of having a more stackable technology approach. So while our automation is growing in terms of communication channels, um, we have no plans to add any landing page functionality or e-commerce functionality. Oh, those those complementary feature sets, we would prefer to integrate with, you know, a lead pages or a Shopify or whomever that specializes in that functionality and do what we do, which is the automation of communication. And that's that's really what we're trying to build here is a communication tool with multiple touch points and making sure that Act Campaign can be at the center of the way that you communicate with your audience um, and then get information from other sources. Um, but yeah, as far as like where we're going, I think that's that's really kind of the intent of the company trajectory is building out even further our automation tool set and making it even stronger than it already is and focusing solely on that communication tool while also branching out into other means of communication uh, and making sure that email isn't the only way to communicate with your clients. Got a question, my beloved co-host. I do. So it sounds like you are, um, it's not that you want everyone to do every single one of these pieces, but you're going to build the facilitation that whichever piece I want, whether it's email or SMS, et cetera, that you're going to support me in that automation. Is that what I'm hearing, Jay? Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, everyone, everyone's customer's customer journey is unique. And the way that you right. communicate with your customers is unique. Some people leverage Instagram more so than any social media channel or any communication channel right. at all. Um, and for some businesses, that just doesn't work. The aesthetics are not, uh, I mean, when, if you sell heating and air conditioning equipment, like the aesthetics of an Instagram post on heating and air conditioning is not very right. sexy. So, you know, it's one of those things where it, it, every medium sells differently for a different company. So what we want to do is help facilitate that. We want to make sure that the traditional channels of communication are still available to you, your emails, your SMS technology, um, but also making sure that if your site is getting a lot of site activity, we want to make sure that we can reach out to those people when they get to your site and prov provide them with a call to action or a way to engage with your brand that's going to help you can then convert them. I like that. So, oh, so I'm a teacher and a speaker and SMS really seems to be big in my world. People are speaking and they have, you know, just text me and then I text you something back. Sure. So with active campaign, if I have the service, so just want to make sure I'm hearing this right. I don't have to go buy another SMS platform to bring people in. I can do it all from right within my active campaign account. So I will say this with a caveat, our SMS functionality um, is more of a one-way communication tool right now than it is a two-way communication tool. We do have some integrations with some um, very solid platforms on the market um, that have more of a multi-message uh, system in place for text messaging. Um, for us, it's more of an alternative communication tool than it is like a showstopper feature set. Um, so it is. So the way that I've seen it work in the past is, um, let's say you're a dental office. Um, if you have somebody who recently made an appointment, not only do you want to remind them of that appointment via email, but you also want to send them a text message because that's going to be in their hands so that they can then see, you know, their information. They can see the date. They can mm -hmm. see the time. Um, so it's it's a way to. Um, you know, kind of um, alternate your touch points, kind of your jab and right hook, uh, going back to that analogy of yes. different touch points. People communicate in different ways. I would say there are definitely some customers that have some uh, more elaborate SMS needs. And in those cases, we go back to the stackable approach where if you have an SMS platform that you like, let's integrate with it and make sure that Act Campaign then can maybe send out a webhook to let that SMS platform know it's time to send a text message. Okay, that's, I love the clarification. Thank you. Yeah. And yes, my dentist does that. And I love it because I get the text reminding me 
and I can text back either to I need to reschedule or confirm and it's just easy and helpful. Yeah, I think when it comes to engaging with a business, the most important thing is the return path. There's been studies upon mm-hmm. studies upon studies that say that it takes anywhere from seven to 14 touch points for somebody to actually become a customer. Um, right. And people have to keep that in mind when they're sending out content is, you know, three emails as an autoresponder series and then never sending an email again. The likelihood right. of having a conversion is very, very low. Um, when yeah. you increase the content production and distribution and also increase the different channels, it increases the likelihood that you're going to have more people returning to your website, engaging with your content, going to your pricing page, signing up for a consultation. Um, So you really have to diversify the way that you communicate to make sure that people are coming back to your brand. Well, and I'm also hearing, I I, I think this too, and I, I definitely hear it as I hear you talking about it. It's not even just that. It they truly are two different silos in a lot of ways of communication. I'm already the customer of my dentist. He's not trying to convert me other than hope that I show up for this appointment. So he's doing everything possible to make it easy for me to work with him. Right. Uh, And I love my dentist. They're wonderful. And, um, but, but when I first bring you in and then I have the touch points, I'm at that point, I'm trying to just even get you to become a customer. Right. So we really have two different strategies that we have to work with, correct? Yeah, and, and not to just like keep hitting on the dental practice uh, analogy, but if, if, if it's your first time engaging with my dental practice and in your first time scheduling an appointment with me, you get an email to remind you and a text message, I, as a customer, get a, a fuzzy feeling inside of saying, oh, wow, they're very proactive about making sure that I get there. And, or, oh, my gosh, I totally forgot. Thank goodness they sent me that text message that reminded me. And then when I go into the office, I say, hey, doc, thanks a lot for sending me that text message. That was a great reminder. Um, and that's just a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy of, you know, distributing content. And granted, some people hate tech, uh, SMS marketing and rightfully so. I completely understand it. And there's a lot of compliance around that. So uh, you do want to make sure that you abide by compliance and, and make sure you're getting the opt-in, you know, for text messaging. But Um, in general, like all communication tools that are available to you are a way to build some, some comfort and just an overall loyalty of, you know, existing customers as well as prospective customers. And I think the other thing too, to, to, to keep in mind is that, um, one thing that I always tell my clients is respect the medium. So don't treat a Facebook post like you would a tweet. Don't treat an email like you would an SMS message. They're two completely different communication channels and you should treat them accordingly. You um, took the words just out of my mouth there. She must be reading my mind because I think that's the other great thing about Active Campaign is you also got a lot of educational training and materials on your website. You, you as a company, as your team, have spent a lot of money and time in building up a lot of resources, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that, um, I mean, kudos to Chris Davis, who's the director of our education here. When he, when he came on board, he came over from Lead Pages and, and really just kind of took it um, to another level. We have a, a video production team. We have a podcast. We have mm-hmm. uh, a blog. We have um, best practices content out there uh, in a lot of different mediums. So YouTube videos, on-site videos, and um, guides. And it's something that we've really, really ramped up because to your point that we started the interview with is automation can be scary. And without a guide or, or some sort of um, uh, you know, compass to, to tell you where the North Star is, it, it's really difficult to know where to start. So um, our education team has put a lot of uh, effort and emphasis onto, um, you know, building out that content. And we've even started doing um, uh, Facebook AMAs on Facebook Live. Uh, I did one two days ago on podcasting. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you haven't, follow Active Campaign on Facebook and check it out. Um, but yeah, yeah we, we really amped that up. Yeah, and I listened to your podcast. You, you know, it's a, you've been doing a great job and you, you consistently kept at it. Um, yeah. I find with a, a, a 
not all, this is sweeping, but with a lot of large, medium to larger companies, they tend to give up on podcasting. Sure. Because, um, but what they forget is that you're influencing, it's like radio, you're really getting in the minds of it. Might be a slightly smaller audience than some other mediums, but you're building a very close bond with that sure. audience. Yeah, and I'm a big fan. I think Tim Ferriss says it all the time. Like, in people look at their email list or just their, their podcast subscribers as monetization opportunities in a lot of cases. Um, so, in the niche market, uh, Tim Ferriss is always saying that a, t- a thousand true fans are way more valuable than 10,000 meek or like lukewarm fans. Um, so even if you're a niche podcast, it's almost, and I've interviewed a lot of people on my own personal podcast uh, who have their, their very niche podcast or, or, pod- or they teach people how to podcast. Um, and in that space or even in the content space, when you niche down, you open yourself up to a very small market, but that market is very loyal. That's great. I'm going to finish off the podcast part of the show. Um, hopefully, Jay's going to agree to stay on for another 10, 15 minutes, um, which you'll be able to watch on the website as bonus content, folks. But we're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show here. So, um, uh, Jay, how can people find out more about you and your recipes and menus? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So always uh, activecampaign.com. Um, you can go to our website. There's an opportunity to sign up for a 14-day trial. Um, and the cool thing is that you can build a lot of stuff. And when you're ready to go, you just upgrade and everything's still there. Um, you can also request a demo of Active Campaign on the website. Um, if you do so, you'll probably get engaged with one of our salespeople. They'll show you around the platform a little bit. Um, and also, if you are an existing Active Campaign customer and you haven't checked out the education page, um, check out uh, www.activecampaign/learn. Um, and that's where you'll find a lot of our guides and videos and, and things to help you get started. Yeah, and they're not pushy folks. Uh, I've interacted with them on a few occasions. They really are very helpful people. Um, Kim, how can people find out more about you, Kim? You can find me at kimshiffler.com. Oh, that's easy. And if you want to find out more about me and what we do, we're up to go to the WP Tonic website. We've got a load of um, materials about membership learning management websites. And I'm actually building a new lead magnet and funnel right now, which I want to discuss with Jay in the bonus content. <laughs> do it. Uh, um, we'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.